Hello, this is Scott. You're listening to the Coffee and Books podcast. I hope all of you are doing well this week. We have another manga episode, Roroni Kenshin, Volume 5. Let's get into it today. Like I said, hope all of you are doing well. If you haven't heard of Roroni Kenshin, you need to check them out. Uh, awesome series, uh, movie, television show, animated series. Um, I watched it on Cartoon Network back in the day. I've recently fallen back in love with the series. Highly recommend it. Uh, but if you haven't caught up to the story to this point, you want to start with Volume 1. Uh, we are now on Volume 5, so there is quite a few of these books. But anyway, we're going to get into the storyline. Okay, so from the top, in Chapter 31, there was a, a group of people, uh, Sanosuke, Kenshin, and Yuhiko, training at a dojo. Yuhiko is suddenly missing a lot more, and he's busier. He's showing up more sporadically, and the group speculates on why this is. Uh, they think it might be a girl, it might be food, or it might be swords that are distracting him. Uh, so one day they decide to follow him, and they see him enter a restaurant. He's actually talking to a girl. But then he tells this woman that it's part of his training, and so he could save money to buy a sword just like Kenshin. Uh, Hiko then notices a gang that's being mean to his new friend. He discovers that they want to use her to rob the restaurant. Hiko decides to step in and save her. In chapter 32, Ihiko is able to fend off most of the gang because of his training that he's been getting, but he is defeated ultimately. Kenshin and Sanosuke watch the battle from afar, but decide it's ultimately Ihiko's battle as he has to learn what he's capable of. The next day, Ihiko asks Kenshin for help, but he won't tell him what's it for. He wants to learn how to fight multiple opponents. Kenshin then explains Ihiko needs to create a situation where each battle is one-on-one. -on -one. Ihiko thinks he is ready. Yuhiko, in Chapter 33, finds the gang before they break in. He uses his older abilities of pickpocketing to snatch the keys from them and makes them follow him. The gang follows him into a, a sort of alley corner that is very narrow. They then think they have him trapped, but he's ready to fight. They do notice, however, in the background, Kenshin and Sanosuke, who are in the moonlight, who are ready to take on this gang. This leaves many of the members... Uh, you know, with fear, and they are cowardly and run away. Uh, Ihiko decides to take on the main boss, who decided to stick around one-on-one, -on -one, and he is able to defeat him. Ihiko is able to save the day. This is a minor story arc in the series, I think, at large, and it's showing the character development of Ihiko. Um, I definitely enjoyed it because, and this is the main thing, is that it shows that Ihiko's purpose isn't just one sort of meaning. You know, like he, everything that he does isn't just to be a better imitation of Kenshin, it's to be his own swordsman. But he's taking the lessons that he's learned from Kamaya and Kenshin so that he can be just as strong and learn the way of a sword, just like Kenshin is. All right, in chapter 34, Kamaya tells Kenshin and Sanosuke and, uh, you know, Yuhiko, they should go visit a dojo uh, that her father's uh, friend used to run. And so they go there, and the dojo master has decided that he is very interested in learning about Kenshin, as he is the most powerful Roroni he's ever heard of. Um, they begin talking about the state of swordsmanship in Japan, and this, of course, leads to the discussion of how it used to be very different back before the Meiji period, when during the age of samurai, when challengers would go dojo to dojo in order to challenge the dojo's students and master. And if a dojo lost, meaning if a master loses a fight, the dojo's reputation was no more or dishonored until someone would reclaim that. As a result of this, 
Um, again, he is challenging Kenshin to a duel, but Kenshin refuses out of respect to Dojo. However, at that exact moment, a mysterious samurai walks in the door, um, and he calls himself Ishiguri. Ishiguri also has an apprentice, Yutaro, with him. In Chapter 35, Yuhiko and Ishiguri's apprentice, Yutaro, become rivals. They are about the same age, and they size each other up. Kaya decides that she will be the impartial judge in this tournament. Ishiguri nearly kills the dojo master, even though he falls quickly unconscious in the battle. Kenshin decides he will not stand for this and draws his sword. In chapter 36, Kenshin does not wish to fight him, but then he threatens to burn down the dojo. Rather, Ishiguri is saying that the dojo's reputation is weak and needs to be removed. Kenshin is able to fight Ishiguri to a draw in order to save the dojo's reputation. Ishiguri knows that Kenshin is special and was worthy of wielding a sword after he was able to dodge all of his secret ancient attacks that would be from the art of ninjas. He decides that he wants Kenshin to join his team. In chapter 37, the a group of friends uh, go back to Kamaya's dojo, meaning Kenshin, Yahiko, and Sanosuke. Um, they find an invitation with a carriage waiting for them. The group then goes to meet a mysterious person named Sukiyama. Sukiyama is the father of Yutaro, and he's actually a merchant selling his samurai swords across Europe. He then explains that about three months ago, Ishiguri saved him from bandits, and he hired him to train his son Yutaro to be a samurai. The others watch as Kenshin and Ishiguri meet on a bridge. Ishiguri asks Kenshin to help revive the art of swordsmanship, which is dying in Japan because of Western culture and influence, which has been creeping in. He asks Kenshin to destroy him, or destroy the current schools of swordsmanship because only the strong survive, meaning if they go from place to place, if your school's reputation survives, this art of purity will be passed down only to those who are worthy of swordsmanship, instead of allowing it to be trained by anyone. Um, and then, of course, Ishiguri asks Kenshin if he cares whether or not the art of swordsmanship dies. And Kenshin, of course, responds very coolly that he does care whether or not it does go away, but he does not want to ever be a part of killing again. Ishiguri prepares for battle as he does not want anyone to be stronger than himself. In chapter 38, after a brief pause, Ishiguri gives him one more moment to consider joining him and tells him he will ask later. Yutaro challenges Yuhiko and tells him he will fight him soon. The next day, he shows up super early in the morning. Yuhiko realizes that Yutaro has actually not been trained and he was trying to catch Yuhiko while he was sleeping. Kamaya then offers to teach Yutaro the proper way of holding a sword and getting proper training. When Yutaro says his sensei is actually too busy to bother, and that's why he hasn't been trained. At first, he is relu reluctant to open up to them because he views them as an enemy. But then it comes out his real motivation is his father. His father became a merchant to sell swords that samurai possess. And Yutaro does not like this. He thinks he's selling the soul of Japan. In chapter 39, three mysterious swordsmen appear at the dojo and begin attacking Kenshin. They ask Kenshin if he would join Ishiguri. Um, of course, he declines again, and they begin fighting. Yutaro is able to witness Kenshin's true might as he is able to defeat these swordsmen with ease. Kenshin lets them go so that they can tell Ishiguri that they have failed to defeat him. And thus ends volume 5 of Roroni Kenshin. Alright, so what have we learned in this episode? Again... Every sort of villain in the Ramoni Kenshin series seems to be providing a moral lesson, 
Although Kenshin is the moral figure of the samurai and it's showing why it's good, we often see how many of the other samurai that are powerful are often led astray by their various beliefs and morals. Uh, Ishiguri is a great example of that. He wants to revive the art of swordsmanship, and yet he, in order to do this, decides to go about it in the wrong way, which is only to strong survive. And as you can tell, swordsmanship in this series in particular is about protecting the weak and having the morals to do good. And it's not just about who is more powerful than who, it's about doing the right thing. And that's where Ishiguri fails and where Kenshin succeeds. Kenshin is fighting for a cause. He has a pure heart. He's doing something, you know, to redeem himself and the art of killing. You know, he believes he's killed all these innocent people and he's doing this to redeem himself, whereas Ishiguri is only fighting just basically just to fight. He's only fighting other people, in a sense, so that way he seems like he's going to the next level. He wants to be the strongest. Only the strongest matters. Whereas Kenshin, as we see earlier in the dojo scene, he's unwilling to fight another dojo's master as he feels this is disrespectful and dangerous. But, you know, Ishiguri takes this as a sign of weakness. Uh, you know, at least that's how my impression of the story is playing out. But anyway, we'll see what happens between these characters. I bet Ishiguri and Kenshin will have another showdown soon. Um, and that is all for today's episode. So again, if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review me on you know, wherever you got this podcast, whether it's Spotify, uh, Apple. Um, if you want to email me, feel free to email me at scott, S-C-O-T-T, Bernstein at 16 at yahoo.com. Um, I feel I feel very greatly appreciated by all of you. So anytime you do share this podcast, it does go out there into the big wide world and makes me feel more connected to all of you. And of course, if you do know of a new series you'd like me to read, um, you know, there's other series I'm considering reading. Like, uh, of course, Full Metal Alchemist is another great example of one. Uh, you know, there's all different types of manga that exist there. Dragon Ball. Um, you know, One Piece, all of these are very, very popular series and will take me a very long time to review, but I hope all of you are around to stick around and see it. So we'll see what happens in the future. Um, anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of Coffee and Books, and I hope all of you have a great day.